Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do because I go unto my Father. The question today is what were the works that Jesus did? Luke chapter 4, the Bible tells us from verse 18. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. The question is, what were the works that Jesus did? Acts chapter 10 and verse 38, the Bible says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all those who were oppressed by the devil for God was with him. Now, if we summarize the works that Jesus did, not that we can, but just want to give you a few things that Jesus did, because Jesus did a lot of things. We understand that Jesus preached the gospel. Jesus preached the good news. Jesus was the carrier of the good news. Everywhere Jesus went to, he preached good news. Jesus was not a carrier of bad news. And because Jesus was not a carrier of bad news, we should not be carriers of bad news. We are carriers of the gospel. And the gospel is good news. Paul said in Romans chapter 1 verse 16, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. Amen. The gospel is good news and Jesus preached the gospel. He says here in Luke 4 verse 18, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Everyone in this place need to understand that the number one responsibility of the church is preaching the gospel. The church is called to preach the gospel. The reason you did not leave here when you gave your heart to Jesus is because God wants you here on earth to preach the gospel. The same gospel that got you saved is the same gospel that's going to get the world saved. Amen. And we are carriers of the gospel. He has not just saved us to take us to heaven. He has saved us so that we would also bring the same salvation to those that are not saved. So your number one responsibility, just as Jesus came to preach the gospel, it is your number one responsibility to be a preacher of the gospel. And you don't have to be in the Bible school. You don't have to be in the full-time ministry to be a preacher of the gospel. Every born-again believer needs to be a preacher of the gospel. Can someone say amen? amen? So we see that Jesus preached the gospel. And number two, we see that Jesus healed the sick. Everywhere he went, when the sick came to him, he healed them. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the works that I do, shall ye do also. So God expects us to preach the gospel, but God expects us to also pray for the sick. And there are so many sick people. Listen, when you meet someone who is sick, don't send them off to the doctor. Pray for them first. 
Lay your hands upon them. This sign shall follow them that believe. In my name, they shall lay hands on the sick, and the sick shall recover. We have to be believers. Not sending people to the doctors. I'm not against doctors. I'm not against medical signs. But we have to understand that Jesus is the greatest physician. Are you listening to me? There is still the bomb that flows in Gilead. We carry the anointing. And this same anointing that Jesus walked in, we can also walk in. And we can bring healing to those that are seeking their bodies. Jesus healed the sick. And the Bible says Jesus Christ is the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. What, what that means is if Jesus healed the sick over 2,000 years ago, Jesus still heals the sick today. Amen. But guess what? how he does it? He does it through you. When you lay your hands on the sick, you're going to see them get well. Some are going to be instantly healed. Some are going to be healed eventually. But the moment you lay your hands upon them, you believe that something is going to happen to them. You believe that they're going to be healed. You never lay your hands on people in doubt and unbelief. You always lay your hands on people in faith. Because faith is the thing that carries the anointing into the lives of those that are sick. And when you lay hands upon them in faith, you're going to see God use you mightily. The works that I do, you shall do. And you shall do greater works because I go back to my Father. Can someone say praise the Lord? We also see one of the works that Jesus did was he raised the dead. Jesus raised the dead. Some people are sitting here this morning and they're thinking, well, Pastor Godwell, I can preach the gospel. Pastor Godwell, I can lay hands on people that have headaches. But to raise the dead is impossible. No, it is not impossible. Can I tell you, you are not the one that will raise the dead. You are the one that will be, will be, you are the one that will be used by God to raise the dead. God is the one that does the work. Jesus said, I do nothing except I first see my father do it. And so you can also say, I do nothing except I first see my Lord do it. And if Jesus has done it, you can do it in Jesus' name. Can someone shout hallelujah? Listen, people, there's always the first time to do something you've never done. I've never raised the dead, you might say. Have you ever prayed for a dead person? What if you lay your hands upon that dead person and they come back to life? Is it possible? My God. People are thinking if it's possible. Is it possible? Yes. Come on, Jesus said, the works that I do, verily, verily, you shall also do. If he did it, I can do it. I don't do it independent of him. I do it by him. I do it because he said I can. You can. Can someone say amen? amen. He raised the dead. You can raise the dead. And I'm telling you, we have come into a season where the church is going to operate in the supernatural power of God in such an unprecedented fashion. The world will see and the world will come because the world is in need of the supernatural. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God will use you. God will use you. You don't have to stand behind the pulpit to raise the dead. God is going to use you. If only you can believe, you, you're going to see the glory of God. Can someone shout hallelujah? hallelujah? 
Jesus raised the dead. Jesus cleansed lepers. These were people that everyone would ignore. These were people that people did not want to have anything to do with. They were ostracized. But those that people ignore, the church must love. I said those that people ignore, the church must love. The church is called to love the unloved. The church is called to help those that are down and out. Those that are trodden underfoot, the church is called to help them and to raise them up to the place of dignity. Can someone say amen? amen. Leprosy back in those days was terrible. When you had lep leprosy, no one wanted to have anything to do with you. You were isolated. Fingers falling off. Nose falling off. Ears falling off. And no one wanted to have anything to do with you. But when Jesus met lepers, Jesus cleansed them. Can someone say amen? amen? You know what? There are some things that are incurable to medical science, but there is nothing incurable with God. Amen. Can someone say amen? amen? I said there are things incurable to medical science, but with God, nothing is incurable. Amen. Whether it is HIV AIDS, whether it is uh, whatever it is, terminal disease. God is able to heal. God is able to deliver. God is able to set free. And my Bible tells me all things are possible to those that believe. If we are believers, then let's believe and let's see the power of God move through us to set people free and to deliver people from the oppression of the devil. Can someone shout amen? amen. Jesus fed thousands with just a little bit of fish and bread. The church is called to feed the nations. The church should not be beggarly. The church should be so wealthy. With all the resources we need to do what God has called us to do. Praise God. When the church tells the world our God is good, the world will say, yeah, your God is really good. Praise the Lord. Jesus fed multitude with just a little bit of fish. A little bit of, of bread. At one time, he fed 5,000, apart from women and children, with five loaves of bread and two fish. That was miraculous provision. Can someone say amen? And the church should operate in the realm of miracles. I said the church should operate in the realm of miracles. Every believer here is called to operate in the realm of miracles. Can someone say amen? amen. If the food is not enough, you lay hands on the food and multiply Hey, now people are beginning to think, yeah, it's possible. If it's not enough, lay hands and multiply the food. Can someone say amen? amen? Didn't Jesus do it? Yes, he did. Can we do it? Yes, we can. Look, I look at God's word at face value. It's in the word. So I've got to appropriate what the word of God says. Can someone say Amen. Jesus also opened the eyes of the blind. Is that right? And in some cases, he did, he did this in such an unconventional way. In a way that nobody would like. Like in one case, you know, he, he spat in the ground. And when he spat, he made clay with the saliva. And he put the mud on the eyes of the blind man. And he said to the blind man, go and wash in the pool of Salome. 
And the man came clean and blind. But when Jesus had put the mud upon his eyes, the man left blind and dirty. But when he got to the pool of Siloam and washed, he came back clean and seen. Can someone say amen? amen. Can someone say amen? amen? So Jesus opened the eyes of the blind. I mean, Jesus did so many things. Look at what the Bible says in the book of John chapter 21 verse 25. Look at this. John 21, 25. Can you go there with me? John chapter 21 and verse 25. And there are also many other things that Jesus did, which if they were written by one, I suppose that even itself could not contain the books that would be written. Amen. Are you seeing that? So many other things that Jesus did. I basically ran you through a few. That's why I said I'm going to run you through a few things that Jesus did. A few amongst many. Because the Bible says here that there were so many other things that Jesus did, which if they were written one by one, the books of the world would not even contain them. Oh, my God. So many things. He walked upon the sea. He calmed the raging storm. He told Lazarus to come out, a man who has been dead for four days. So many things that Jesus did. If we take account of everything he did, there wouldn't be enough books written down. And then, note, listen, listen now. Jesus said, verily, verily, I say unto you, the works that I do, you shall do. The works that I do. Look, listen, the church just needs to get to the place where we begin to do the works of Jesus. Let's just get there. Let's just get there. Jesus cast dead demons out of people. A lot of times people will come and they are possessed, oppressed, or tormented by evil spirits. And guess what? People would rather send them to the doctor. To the psychiatrist. Their problem is not medical. Their problem is spiritual. Is somebody listening to me? Their problem is not medical. It's not psychological. Their problem is spiritual. And if we are not sensitive and we are not discerning enough, we're going to be sending them to psychiatrists instead of laying hands upon them and casting that spirit away from them. The church is called to operate in the supernatural. And I thought someone would say amen. amen. Yesterday in the Bible school, I began to deal with this whole deliverance thing. You know, and I began to tell the Bible school students that the church is not supposed to be going through deliverance. Believers are not supposed to be going through 21 weeks of deliverance. And the same people that go through 21 weeks of deliverance are never delivered. Because come the beginning of the year 2019, the same guys who went through 21 weeks of deliverance in the beginning of 2018 will go through another set of deliverance in 2019. They are never free.
The church is called to deliver the world. Not go through deliverance. Because we have been delivered. I said we have been delivered. No, I tell you, a lot of people are preaching nonsense gospel to you. Wrong message to you. And you have swallowed that nonsense in. And you go through deliverance after deliverance. And you look at your life. Your life is never amounting to anything. Why? Because you don't know the truth. It is the truth you know that sets you free. The Bible says that we have been redeemed. And if we have been redeemed, we have been redeemed. If we have not been redeemed, then we are still in bondage. But we are not in bondage. We've been set free by the power of God. We've been set free by the blood of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Except you're telling me what Jesus did on the cross of Calvary was not enough. Then you can go through your own deliverance. But what the Bible tells us in the new covenant is that we were delivered. We were delivered. And because we were delivered, we are delivered. And because we are delivered, we are free. Are you listening to me? We are free. Tell your neighbor, I am free. Tell someone else, I am free. I am not bound. Jesus set me free. I will never be bound. And what God has given to us, we take to the sinners, we take to the world, we take to unbelievers. And when God sets them free, they don't have to go through any kind of deliverance. For whom the Son of God sets free is free indeed. Come on, you are free indeed. All the lie of you have to go through. Three weeks of deliverance. Why? Because this is happening and that is happening. Listen, challenges come to each of us. The fact that you are being challenged by some things right now does not mean you need any deliverance. No. In this life, you shall have troubles. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world, Jesus said. Come on now. He said, because I leave, you shall leave also. No one shall be able to snatch you away from my hands, he said. If God be for us, who can be against us? What can separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus? Nothing can separate us. Can someone say amen? amen. No, you see, people just want to go through the motions. Let's go through this deliverance. Because we are bound. Bound by what? Is in anyone might have to go through deliverance here. It's if you've been involved in stuff that have messed up your life. I'm preaching good now. If you've been doing stuff that's messed up your life. People do stuff that messes up their lives. People do stuff that opens up the door to the devil to where they now need to be delivered. But if that's not the case, then what deliverance are you talking about? Come on, he set you free already. I say he set you free already. A lot of times the things that we blame on the devil has nothing to do with the devil. It's just carnality. It's just the flesh. It's just the unrenewed mind. Come on now. Sometimes people are their own enemies. They shoot themselves in the leg and they want to go for a deliverance session. You don't need a deliverance session if you shoot yourself in the leg. In actual fact, some people are doing a good job of killing themselves. You don't need the devil with the way some of you are living. Preaching good. 
Don't shut me down. I'm preaching good. You say amen now. Amen. Say amen. amen. Come on now. Say amen. If I'm, amen. See, you're either going to say amen or owe me. But I'm talking to somebody. Because with the way some people live their lives, they are their own enemies. A man of God said, God, what's happening to my finance? Why is the devil attacking my finance like this? What's going on? And the, God, the Lord said to him, go stand in front of a mirror. And he went and stood in front of a mirror. The Lord said, that's the devil. That's the devil that's attacking your finance. It is no demon. It's you. It's getting quiet, especially in the back. It's no demon. It's you. You are the, you are the devil. Attacking your life. Attacking your finance. Listen, if you live for God, the devil cannot touch you. If you live for God, you are going to be so full of the fire of God. Be so full of the word of God. You are going to be so full of passion for the Lord. And I'll tell you, in the morning, it is Jesus. You're lying down, it is Jesus. At the table, it is Jesus. No devil can touch a man like that. No devil can touch a woman like that. You would be the one carrying deliverance to the nations of the world. I am so tired of Christians calling me a pastor. Pray for my freedom. Pastor, pray for my deliverance. What is your problem? Why? What are you meddling into? Jesus couldn't be wrong when he said, Verily, verily, I say to you. I say to you. He that believes in me. Do you believe in Jesus? <laughs> the works that I do, shall you do. Why are people not doing the works of Jesus? Instead, they're expecting others to do the works of Jesus on them. Something is wrong. Because Jesus wasn't speaking to a specific group of people. Verily, verily, I say to you, to you, each of you. You're born again, right? Right? You're born again. You're a child of God, right? I say to you, Jesus said, the works I do, you shall do. Did not say the works I do, your pastor will do. The works I do, Benny Hinn will do. The works I do, uh, no, he says you, 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 you. You, you, you. Oh my God, you know how Christians have the tendency of looking up there, oh wow, what a great man of God. You are all great men and women of God. Because the same Holy Spirit dwells on the inside of you. Oh, if you don't understand that, you will limit the Spirit of God. That's what the Bible says, they limited the Spirit of God. They limited the Spirit of God. If you don't understand what God has made available to you, you're going to limit the Spirit of God. The same works that Jesus did, the same Spirit that dwelt on the inside of Jesus, that is the same Spirit that lives in you and I today. And Jesus did nothing except by the Holy Ghost. And you and I can also operate like Jesus operated by the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost is not limited. That is why He said, and greater works than these shall ye do because I go back to my father when he went back to heaven he sent to us the Holy Spirit to indwell the heart of the believer and today we are carriers of the Spirit of God in him we live and move and have our being we are in him he is in us and everything he did through Jesus he wants to do through each of us today come on give him praise and glory if you believe it 
Come on now, your amen is too weak in this place this morning. Hallelujah. It says in Mark 16 from verse 15, and he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Who was he talking to? Pardon. Who was he talking to? To you. To you. To you. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. But he who does not believe will be condemned. Notice, and these signs will follow those who believed. <laughs> these signs will follow those who believed. Do we have believers here today? Some are believers. Some are trying to believe. Any believer here this morning? Any believer here this morning? Anyone that, is there anyone that really believes? Come on now. Come on. You've got to stir yourself up. Some of you are sitting there doing this. You've got to stir yourself up. You're not going to. Listen, I told them. I told them last week. Uh, a few days ago. Yeah, last week, Wednesday. I said, if your prayer don't move you, it's not going to move anything. And I see people sit down. I'm preaching. And the. That's why people don't get nothing out of the service a lot of times. You've got to pay attention to what you're listening to. You've got to give God your undivided attention. You've got to give the Word of God number one place in your life. I'm preaching the Word of God here this morning. You can't sit there with a casual attitude and expect to have victory. Because it is the Word that enters you that brings light to you. Do we have some believers here today? Come on now. If you believe, all things are possible. If you believe, you shall see the glory of God. Don't be afraid. All things are possible. God used the disciples. God will use you. God used Paul. God used Peter. God used James. God used Philip. God used Stephen. You are not an exception. God is going to use you. To bring about the kingdom of God to the earth. To bring about a move of God like they have never known. Can someone shout hallelujah? hallelujah. Go into the world and preach the gospel. Those who don't preach don't see the power of God. Those who don't carry the gospel to us do not see the power of the gospel. Paul said, I'm not ashamed. Of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God. The gospel is not a weak gospel. The gospel is a power gospel. The gospel is not a weak gospel. The gospel is a fire gospel. Can someone say amen? And if you believe in the gospel with all your heart. Every time you preach it. Something is going to happen. Those that are not saved will be saved. Those that are bound will be set free. Those that are sick are going to be, are going to be healed. Those that are... Possessed are going to be set free. Listen, every time you preach it, you believe it and you preach it with faith. God's going to move. Can someone shout hallelujah? hallelujah. Praise God. These signs will follow. If you notice, these signs follow. If you're going to be sitting at home doing nothing, the signs are going to sit there with you. These signs follow those 
who preached the gospel. The reason why you see all Jesus did is because Jesus went out. Everyone say Jesus went out. Jesus went from place to place preaching the gospel. The kingdom of God is here. Praise God. We are not an inbred church. We are a church that believes the harvest. We're not a church that grows by giving birth to little children. We're a church that believes in the harvest. And we're a church that's preaching the gospel. Any church that does not preach the gospel is not in revival. Because one of the major, one of the major things you see with anyone in revival is passion. Don't tell me, Pastor Godwell, I fall on the ground. I roll on the carpet. Whenever you pray for me. So I'm in revival. No. Revival because you fall on, on the ground and roll on the carpet. Is someone listening to me? Any believer in revival is after souls. Any believer that's walking in revival. Any church that's in revival is after the lust. For this reason. For this reason. The son of man was manifest. This reason, not many reasons, one reason, that he might destroy the works of the devil. And every time we go reach the lost, we're destroying the works of Satan. Opening the eyes of the blind, setting the captives free, healing the sick, raising the dead, casting demons out. Can someone say amen? amen. And these signs follow those who believe. Notice, in my name, they will cast out demons. See, notice the whole deliverance thing. I come back to that again. We are the ones to cast out demons. Think demons cast out of us. No, we are the ones to be casting demons out. So bring me those that are possessed. Bring me those that are oppressed. And I'll display the power of God. I've done it many times. And there's no pride because it's not done by your own power. It's done by the power of God. I cast demons out. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Sometimes, God, the Christian, I don't have to cast the demon out of the Christian. I have to cast the Christian out of the demon. If you get that tomorrow, <laughs> you look at some people, you know that they are the ones in the devil. So you say to them, You Christian, come out of that devil right now. Let the devil go. You know, the, you know the, what I'm trying to say is that some people, some Christians don't want to let their demon go. They like their devil, they like the, their devil of cigarette, they like their devil of uh, alcohol. You're getting cold, getting quiet now. They like that devil of sexual sin. So I have to say, come out of that devil of sexual sin right now in Jesus. I bind you to the will of God. I have to tell them that. 
come out of that devil of booze. I'm preaching, bro. Come out of that devil of nicotine. Come out of it. Come out of it in Jesus' name. Because I've, I've tried to pray the other way around. I've tried to tell that devil of nicotine, come out. I've tried to tell that devil of immorality, come out. I've tried to tell the devil of whatever, come out. And I see them. They, they keep going back to the devil. I say to them, now you are free. Now you are free. Don't go back. Don't go back. How many? My God, I sat over here with a young lady, myself and one of our staff back in the days. And we were, I was about to pray for the young lady. And the Lord said, no, don't pray. Don't pray until she's willing to repent from her lifestyle. Right here in this, right here. Ministering to a young lady. I had to invite one of our sisters. I said, come help me. I'm about to start praying. I said, let's pray for her. The Lord said, no, don't pray. I tell her if she's willing to repent from her lifestyle, then she'll be free. Because it's one thing to just say, come out, come out of her in the name of Jesus. But when you finish doing that and they leave the church, they go back to the demon. They go back to the same spirit that you had sent out of them. And as long as they go back to the same spirit, the spirit will welcome them gladly. Amen. In actual fact, the spirit will bring more, the spirit is going to bring more, more devils worse and stronger and, and wicked. Amen. And the present state will be worse than the former state. So I'm not quick to deliver anybody. Amen. A lot of times it's better to leave them the way they are. Praise God. <laughs> Just leave them like that. Leave them like that. That's why some of these deliverance don't work. Because you, you don't take the time to teach the people how to stay free. It's not just about, come out, come out, come out. You have to tell them what to do to stay free. If a demon, Jesus said, is cast out of a man, he goes out and walks around dry places. And then he remembers, I came out from a house. And he wants to go back to that house. When he gets back to the place and he sees the place clean. Everyone say clean. clean. Listen to the next thing. An empty. An empty. Clean. Why clean? Why is the place clean? Because the demon is no more living there. But it shouldn't be empty. See, the problem is it's empty. The problem is not being clean. The problem is being empty. Because it is the emptiness that the demon wants to come into. So it means when you prayed for their deliverance, they did not replace the emptiness with glory. They did not replace the emptiness with the fire of God. They did not replace the emptiness with the word. They did not replace the emptiness with the anointing. So when the demon comes back and sees, oh, it's clean, but it's empty. He goes and brings seven more. That was a seven more. Now, he brings seven more, more wicked. That was a more wicked. Stronger than he is. That helps me understand that even demons come in levels. More wicked, stronger, tougher. You know why it brings more? Stronger and wicked? 
Because the next time you're going to try to cast him out, it will be tough. So he doesn't want to lose his house anymore. Are you listening to me? So that's the reason why I said to you, sometimes I look at some people, I just have to say, come out of the demon. of this demon. Come out of this devil. You want to stay free? The Bible said, do not associate with the unfruitful works of darkness. That's how to stay free. Do not associate. And sometimes, my God, you just have to totally disconnect from all your friends. You know what I'm talking about. Some of you know what I just said. From all, all, I mean all your friends. Not some of them, all of them. Some of you don't have any good ones. The ones you have are the ones that take you to the nightclub. Take you to the disco. <laughs> huh. You need to disconnect. If you want God to set you free and you want to stay free, disconnect. Amen. And then, then you... Amen. Praise God. Amen. So notice, we are the ones to cast these devils out. But we can't cast devils out when we fellowship with them. Bible said, don't associate with the unfruitful works of darkness. These works are works of darkness. Do not associate with them. Because when you do, they're going to infiltrate your life and they're going to mess you up and you're going to lose your authority. The moment you try to cast the devil out, the devil will laugh at you. He trying to cast me out when I'm with, with my friends. <laughs> How can he cast me out? He's doing my stuff. How can he cast me out? He has my properties. He has my goods. Hello. I said hello. Is this helping anybody here today? Praise God for that. Amen. These signs will follow those that believe. I like that. Notice the first thing that Jesus said is, in my name they shall cast out dem demons. Because you see, there are two kingdoms. I want to say two kingdoms. There's a kingdom of God, there's a kingdom of the devil. And these kingdoms are opposed to each other. Two kingdoms. You cast them out. I've also found out there are, there are a few ways to cast demons out. One of the ways is to tell the demon to come out. Second way is to tell the believer to come out of the demon. The, <laughs> the, third, way is, the third way is if the believer don't want to come out and don't want to let the demon go, you send the believer out. Because, <laughs> you know, when they leave the church, they take that devil with them. Three ways. I want to say three ways. <laughs> Amen. Thank you. I'm encouraged. Bless you, bro. <laughs> Three ways. Come out in Jesus' name. Never enter them anymore. But that's when they want to stay free. The Bible talks about Mary Magdalene. She had seven demons. Jesus cast all the seven out. 
Sometimes, you know, they come in number. Number. Seven. The man, the, the man who was in the tomb, the man had an unclean spirit and legion. You know, I believe that it was this unclean spirit that opened the door for other spirits. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? If you notice, read that in the context. The Bible said the man had an unclean spirit. It does not say the man had legion of spirits. He had an unclean spirit. But when Jesus asked, what's your name? He said, my name is Legion, for we are many. One that opened the door to many. That's the way it works normally. That's the way it works normally. There is, there is a chief, the chief of the demons. <laughs> Who come in first? <laughs> and when he comes in, he, he blows a trumpet. Tantaratana. This place is open. Come in. Come in. Come on. Come on in. Come on in. This guy is crazy. This girl is wild. Come on in. Let's take over. <laughs> That's how it works, people. The man had an unclean spirit, but Jesus said, what's your name? It says, my name is Legion, for we are many. But it was an unclean spirit, not unclean spirits. One demon that opened the door. The chief. The thief. <laughs> so I'm, pre I'm preaching the fear of God here right now. Because th these are the stuff, people do stuff that, th people do stuff that open the door to the enemy into their lives, and then they totally lose their authority in God, and they wonder why they're having the nightmares they have. They wonder why they're having the dreams. Tell your neighbor, close the door. <laughs> Tell someone else, keep it closed. My God, I can, I can dwell on this thing for the next one hour, two hours. This whole demonic thing. I can dwell on it. There are things that open the door. Even the music you listen to. The music. It doesn't matter. It's just music. It does matter. It's not just the music, it's the lyrics. Some of the lyrics of the, of, of the secular music that people listen to talks about suicide, talks about rape, talks about drugs, talks about alcohol, talks about weed. And there you are, you have it jamming. And you see your friend, you say, yo, man, yo, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's up? What's up? Total deception. 
total deception. The enemy knows how to get people. He's done this for, for many, many years. And he knows what to do to get people. <laughs> Listen to me. You are, if you are a believer in Jesus, the only music you want to play is gospel anointed music. Oh, Pastor God, well, you're being religious now. No, I'm not being religious. I'm trying to save you. Amen. I'm trying to help you. Amen. The only music you should play, gospel anointed. Notice I said gospel anointed. I didn't just say gospel. Because some of the gospel has nothing on it. No anointing. Just people dancing and sweating and... <laughs> <laughs> no anointing. It's just people sweating and, 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 and wriggling their waist. Nothing. Nothing. Some of those songs can't even get you in the flesh. Oh, yeah. Some of those songs, they call gospel songs, they get you in the flesh. I remember when this was years ago, we had uh, uh, this uh, psalmist. Zach Smith. He came here and he was up there and my God jamming away, playing this. I mean the guy is, the guy is anointed. Sings anointed. Plays anointed songs. But then he began to play these praise songs and some people began to get in. I'm telling you, he, he was just rejoicing and I saw people. I didn't want to do. What? The moment he, I, I noticed he saw it and he stopped. He stopped. He stopped playing it. Just rejoice, song of rejoicing. People began to go. People began, <laughs> people began to wriggle. I'm telling you, people began to do all kinds of things. He stopped. Stop. No. Enough. Because he was sensitive. The movies you watch. If you watch those movies, I'm going to be casting devils out of you. Oh, no, because you're going to open yourself to the devil. You're going to open your house to the devil. You're going to open your family to the devil. You're going to open up your business to the devil. No, don't think to me. Don't think to yourself that, well, you know, I sow my seed. I'm going to be wealthy. I'm going to bless. Look, look God, God wants you to operate at a, at a whole different level than the world. When you come here, you sow your seed, you give an offering, you bring your tithes, you still have to maintain a life of holiness. Amen. If you think to yourself, well, I've sowed my seed, Pastor God will said, 100 fold. It may not come. Because when you open up the door to the enemy, he's going to come and ruin your harvest. Ruin your business. You don't want to do that. Is somebody hear what I'm saying? So watch your life. Protect yourself. Praise God. Hallelujah. I said praise God. Hallelujah. Music, uh, movies. Yes. Books. I mean, if you think about when, I don't know when, okay, looking at some of you. When, when we were growing up, I mean, when we were kids, you know, you could sit at home and watch movies with your parents. From A to Z, everything was clean. Right? 
Everything was clean. And I'm, talking, I'm talking about coming from Africa. Because I know it's been messed up in the West for a long time. But Africa, it was clean. 25, 30 years ago, it was clean. TV was clean. Is that right? It was clean. You could sit home and if it was a sitcom, it was a, like a soap opera, you could sit home and watch. I mean, it was clean. The men shook hands with, with the women in the movies. <laughs> that was how they exchanged pleasant, pleasantries. Right? From a distance. <laughs> and, then, and then they began to desensitize people. One thing led to another and to another and to another. To another, and just kept going. Now you watch something, they, they, you, you, I mean, even the rating, different ratings for different nations, of course. But then you think as general viewership, everyone can view this movie, and then you start, you wish you never came. So you're there with your kids now. And when your child begins to do this, <laughs> or when you have to say, don't watch that. <laughs> don't look at that. <laughs> Who knows what I'm talking about? Maybe some of you are acting like, you know, I, can see your, I can see your wings and your halos now. You guys are angels. You never experience anything I'm talking about. Say, let's be careful. Tell your neighbor, be careful. What am I saying? What I'm saying is basically these are, these are the things that open up the doors. And as long as you're yielding to those things that open the door to the enemy, you can go through deliverance for the whole of 2019 all you want. You're not going to be delivered. Deliverance is a choice. Let me say it this way. Deliverance is not what you are set free from. Deliverance is what you are willing to live without. Did you get that? Deliverance is not what you are set free or delivered from. It is what you are willing to do without. I'm going to do away with that. I'm not going to have any business with that. That's deliverance. <laughs> if you do that, you don't need any deliverance. Amen. You don't need anyone setting you free. You will be the one empowered to set other people free. Amen. And I thought someone would say, Amen. Amen. It says, They shall speak with new tongues in my name. These signs will follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out demons. They shall speak with new tongues. See, we need the Holy Ghost. We need the Holy Ghost. You cannot have the supernatural and operate in the supernatural without the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. 
The only way we can stay in the supernatural and operate in the supernatural is by the Holy Spirit. But you know what a lot of people have done, churches and believers? They've actually kicked the Holy Spirit out. Don't come to our meetings. We don't want you. But here we, hope we welcome the Holy Spirit. We tell the Holy Spirit, this is not my service. This is your service. Do whatever you want. And I want to say to each of you, on a daily basis, develop your relationship with the Holy Spirit. May this be your biggest quest. May this be your biggest desire. Holy Spirit, I want to know you. Praise God. I want to walk with you. I want to obey your voice. I want to understand your leading and your promptings. And I want to be obedient to you 100%. Can someone say amen? amen. They shall speak with new tongues. Pray in tongues every day. They shall take up snakes. If they drink any, anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They shall take up snakes. They have authority over the kingdom of darkness. See, taking up snakes speaks of authority. If they drink poison, it will not hurt them. That speaks of divine protection. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen. They shall lay hands on the sick and the sick shall recover. Praise God. So we are a supernatural people. We are a supernatural church. And I believe that God is calling everyone here to rise up to this place. God's calling each of us to rise up to the place where we are 100% sold out to God, obeying God, doing His will, doing His promptings, giving whatever He tells us to give, and reaching out to the lost, bringing in the harvest of souls, and rising up to be the church that operates in the supernatural. We are not a defeated people. We're not a defeated church. Can someone say amen? amen. We're not the ones running from the devil. We are the ones running the devil out of town. Can someone say amen? amen? As we serve him and do what he wants us to do, we bring his kingdom down to this place and we let his will be done. Can someone say amen? amen. This is not a time to live a self-centered life, a selfish life, me, myself, and I. This is a time to understand that we have a mandate Verily, verily, I say to you, the works that I do, shall ye do also. And even greater works, because I go to my Father. He went, down, he went over to heaven and he sent the church, the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit has been sent to empower each of us. Each of us. Can someone say amen? amen. Each of us empowered. Each of us empowered to do the works of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.